0: what's up friends welcome back to the body podcast where we talk strength conditioning lifestyle and everything in between today's episode is super super special to me we have diana with us who is an og body member she has been with us since the very beginning and i cannot wait for you to hear her story this girl is a badass But before we jump into that, we hope you've been loving the podcast so far and the variety of topics and guests that we've had on. So make sure that you subscribe, share, and write us a review because we want to keep this coming for you.
1: Welcome back to another body podcast episode. And we have our first body member interview. We have Diana Gazzano Gibson. Did I get it right? Yes. Oh, yes. All She's your like- New Jersey people will love me now. Perfect. And she
0: is a body OG. Yes.
1: I've been told from uh, from you, that old school body. Yeah. Just yeah.
2: Not, even the math. Be- not even before the wall was knocked
0: down. I think she was like,
1: OG,
2: OG. Yeah. yeah. I did the math. I looked at my email of my anniversary emails. So I'm like, yes. how long has it actually been? <laughs> In nine years. We have not aged nine years, though. No, we've stayed very young and beautiful. I've been friends with you guys. I've
1: been friends with you for three years now, and I feel like I've aged four So
2: (laughs) We're just giving them to you.
1: (laughs) But uh, I guess let's get into it. Talk a little about yourself. I know you have a new foundation that you just started. Can you get into that first? But We'll get into it later, but at least start a podcast with that. Certainly.
2: So I launched um, a nonprofit uh, foundation called the Diana Adapted Foundation in November of 2022. Um, the purpose of it is to serve um, those with sudden limb difference and disabilities, remain active, mobile, and independent. So, I'm so excited. Um, I just had a baby, like, th- three weeks ago. So and we I- made her be on this podcast. <laughs> no. <like her laughs> super mom. Yeah. No, no, no. I, it's good to stay busy. Let's say yeah. that. I'm never bored. But, um I'm so excited because I launched it in November and then I was able to take a little bit of time to focus on having a baby. baby. (laughs) And now I'm ready to jump back in and really share more about it and get um, more awareness around it. So
1: perfect. And what guys, what's your goals for moving forward?
2: So I want to, my first goal is to fundraise. I mean, I need to get obviously some resources um, to be able to help Those with limb difference and disabilities, that's number one. Um, And then find some recipients to start helping and truly like doing what this was. What I'm supposed to be doing essentially. Yeah.
1: So. Do you have a go for me right now or somewhere where people listening can quickly go and yeah. donate?
2: Yeah, there's a, my website. It's uh, dianaadaptedfoundation.org or any of my social sites, uh, Diana Adapted Foundation. Um, you can find us and donate there. So, Perfect. Yeah. You are going to be, I know
0: you're going to kill this and you are going to be, make such a huge difference. I'm so excited to Thank watch you. it all unfold.
2: Thank you so much. I'm so excited. I truly think. That this accident, and I'm sure we'll get into it, um, happened to me for this very reason. Like I've been searching and trying to figure out, like what, like what is this purpose? Like this happened to me for a very specific reason. And one day I realized what it was, and then I started building it. So yeah, so exciting. I'm like I'm already and, cry.
0: And probably and <laughs> just weeping, weeping over here. Because every time Diana tells her story, I was at the launch of her foundation, and I'm just weeping.
2: It
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. um, was
2: all a blur. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Um, um, but I guess before we get into it, we'll, we'll, probably the next few questions, but can you give us a little background about yourself, where you're from, where you grew up, kind of how'd you end up in Arizona and start going to body?
2: Okay. Yes. So I was born and raised in Northern New Jersey. Um, what exit? Actually, we didn't have an exit. No, exactly. All right. <laughs> That's, That's interesting. A comment. For, for
1: some of you people out here, when you're in Jersey, everyone just asks what exit and me not being from Jersey being from Massachusetts, that was me just kind of being a dick. <laughs>
2: So, people think like, oh, you're from Jersey, you're from like Newark, it's dirty, it's smelly, like you fly into Newark, New Jersey, and you're like, this is industrial and disgusting, like, no, I'm from the farmland, like, I'm from like the golfing and the ski resorts, the beautiful part, so no exit, but (laughs) anyway, um, so yeah, I was born and raised there, Um, went to college there, played uh, college soccer. And Um, Where? Uh, It's called Centenary University now. When I was there, it was college. Yeah. (laughs) Centenary College, so I'm aging myself uh, by doing that. Um, But an athlete my whole life. I danced, you know, similarly to to Nikki. Um, And so, um, yeah, I was an athlete my whole life. And my parents, I always knew they wanted to retire to Arizona, which I had never been here. Um, But I'm like, yeah, that's cool, Dad, whatever. (laughs) My brother, ironically... um, Got a job out here. Um, So when I graduated college, I started to look for a job out there. And I'm like, man, I'm not finding anything, first of all. And then second of all, my whole family is going to be in Arizona, like, soon. So why don't I look out there? Long story short, my brother found me an interview um, at the company I'm at now, which is crazy, 12 years later. Um, And so that's what brought me here. My whole family's here. And so that's kind of my story.
1: All right. And you started, when you first moved here, you said nine years, you... Found body? How'd you? Oh
2: yeah, so yeah, I was actually um, working at my company now, um, and one of the girls there, she was super active, very fit. Um, she's like, "Hey, you gotta check out this new gym. I got a Groupon. I love it." Um and you should try it. And I'm like, okay, sure. Like I was going to like LA fitness like boot camp. I was just really trying to like find my thing and my place. I was boxing for like five dollars like on Wednesdays. <laughs> yeah. Like at this random gym that was like thirty minutes from my house. And it was just I was just trying to find my groove and um Yeah, so I remember interestingly enough, I'm sure you like would never remember this, Nikki, but um, my first class, I thought it started at nine and it actually started at nine thirty. So literally it was just you and I sitting in the studio like (laughs) randomly while you were like setting things up. I'm like, do do like probably annoying, but like whatever, I'll just wait. And that was like my first class. And then literally nine years later, here I am.
1: Perfect. And I guess we can get into, you know, your story, you lost your right arm. Yes. Can you kind of go into what happened? and?
2: Yeah. So six years ago, uh, it'll be seven in June, um, I was in a ATV accident or like a side-by-side. A lot of people don't know what a side-by-side is. It's like a utility sport vehicle. Um, we were camping in the mountains of Arizona for one of our really good friend's birthdays. And we went out on the side-by-side and... Um, Unfortunately, it had some really bald tires, and the person that was driving was kind of going a little too fast, um, and that's obviously a recipe for disaster. Um, and the uh, the side-by-side uh, flipped onto the right passenger side where I was sitting, and it pinned my arm between the road and the vehicle. So um, the doctors tried to do everything they could to save it, but ultimately, they obviously couldn't. Um, but that was just written in my stars. That was yeah. what was supposed to happen. Yeah. So, and yeah.
0: going off of that too, like in those moments, like what did you, when you came to and realize, like, this is what happened and they tell you we had, we had to amputate your arm. Yeah, well, what did that feel like? I cannot imagine what that would
2: feel it was, like. It was crazy. So I was airlifted from, um, Payson, there's a hospital in Payson. They're like, we, you know, we can't support this kind of trauma. So they airlifted me to a trauma hospital here, and I met the doctor. I was like already kind of drugged up, like not really a hundred percent there. And he said, you know, I'm going to do everything I can to save your arm, um, but just know that this is a potential that might happen. I said, okay, you know. Um, and I woke up after the surgery, and I was being wheeled from, I assume, the operating room or some sort of holdings. Um, spot and uh, into the recovery room, and I looked down, and I it wasn't there, which was the craziest realization as you know anybody can imagine. Yeah. Just kind of like it, you just don't even believe your eyes, essentially. Um, and I asked the nurse, which is you know I say this all the time, but like such an obvious question, yeah, <laughs> you know, like oh, they they couldn't save it, and she said, no, sweetie, we're so sorry, um, and I was you know obviously very sad about that and cried myself back to sleep um and then I woke up and I I decided that you know this is what happened to me and I'm gonna do whatever I can to make the best of it
0: yeah but just crazy Scott like we she was going to body at that time and I just remember I feel like it was like pretty quickly that she was like no I'm ready to like come back in and work out where I feel like when I think about it I'd be like just still crying like in my sleep or not knowing what to do. And right away this girl was like, no, like I'm going on with my life and I'm not going to let this stop me, which was just, I think for all of us that knew you at that
2: time was just like, who is this girl? In hindsight, like I didn't know that girl, you know, like that looking back at that, that was kind of crazy because I was back at body with you 17 days after the accident happened and everybody told me, All the girls, my parents, my doctors, everybody said, it's too soon. And I'm like, no, it's not. (laughs) Like, I need this for my being. Yeah. Yeah. This is what makes me happy and what makes me feel strong. She came
0: in, and then Maddie, who was our other trainer at the time, like, worked with her so much, like, one-on-one. It was just absolutely...
2: But we were just more inspired by
0: her, I feel, than anything.
2: I appreciate that, of course. And I I, I was thinking about all of the things I wanted to share today on the podcast on, on the way here, and... And I just want you to know how critical, whether you realize it or not, how critical. I'm gonna cr- weep <laughs> You cry. Weep. Uh, no, no, please don't. <laughs> that's, not, that's not the purpose. Yeah. We get some wine. In- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, please. God, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's been nine months. Yeah. Right? <laughs> um, but truly, how critical that was to my recovery. Because I mean, literally, for those that don't know that are listening, Nikki graciously opened up the gym um, in between classes. Do you remember that? Yeah. And no, like, yeah. just let me, she put a weighted vest on me. I'm like, it's not hard enough. Yeah, <laughs> right? I'm like, I'm used to doing more. She's like, relax. Yeah. Um, it, it was such an integral piece of my recovery that you probably don't even realize, like from a mental perspective, from a physical strength perspective, it was like the best gift you could have given me. Yeah. So thank you. Well,
0: Absolutely. But again, like for me and like Maddie and like us that were working with you, like you just inspired us so much during that time that I feel like it was just like so. It was such a mutual feeling on, yeah. on both parts, and oh. something like I will never forget. And yeah, it, it, I love you. I love you.
2: <laughs> and you,
1: you mentioned like a love festing. Yeah. <laughs> you, you mentioned seventeen days after the surgery, and I, I think a lot of people that go to body were former athletes or play. We, and some people that maybe never play a sport, they go to body. It's almost like an outlet. Yeah. It gets you away from the real world, 100%. working out or being around something that seemed to be your kind of outlet.
2: 100%. At that time, and I I'm, should I will be getting better. You've got it literally recorded. <laughs> but at that time I was going to body six days a week. Yeah. And like, I had to like force myself not to go a seventh day. I was like mm-hmm. obsessed. I was so dialed in was in the best shape of my life. My nutrition was like on point. Um, and everything, like I was single, like I had this job, like in a new city, everything was great. And like, All of a sudden, this thing happened to me. Um, But it was, like, so important that I got back there because that was what was normal for me and that um, what, like I said earlier, gave me confidence and gave me strength and, like, um, it, it just fulfilled me more than anything, you know, like, oh, I could fold the laundry great, I could do that again. That's great. Or I could do my hair. I could put my pants on. I can take a shower. This great. But like going into the gym and being able to do like um a slam ball. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I've got this video on my Instagram where like one of the first things I tried to do was like try and do a slam ball and I couldn't do it. And I've got it recorded where I like struggle, struggle, struggle and then I finally do it so sloppy. And I like barely slammed it down, but I was like, hell yeah, like I did it. And now fast forward, like I can do those in my sleep with my Mm -hmm. eyes closed. And it's so cool to see that it was just at that time. It was, it was so empowering to be able to do the things I once did from an exercise perspective, just with like slight modifications Yeah, and things that are hard for people with two arms.
0: Oh yeah. I mean, I think, um, Scott's been in class with you and like every like a lot of people that have been in class with you are like, Oh my god! Like she's literally outworking me right now. I have no excuses. I have two arms. Like sometimes we're like, you guys, you know. Sometimes we'll be like, oh, we're doing a one-arm burpee. We're like, what is this? You know? Yeah. And it's like, this is so hard. So
1: I was like, who can do a one-arm burpee? And you're just like, over oh, here. Oh, yeah. Oh fuck. Yeah. She's doing one-arm push-up.
0: She's like. She's modifying, strapping things on during your workouts to make sure, like, you are one of the hardest workers in the – you were before your accident, and you sure I, hell are now after your accident. I actually I had, had asked really Nikki hard.
1: when you go because you were making – I was lazy and didn't want – I was like, damn, I have to work <laughs> hard when she's here because she's making me look bad. So I asked – she told me when you go, and I just stopped going to the yes. – <laughs> <That's bad laughs> <laughs> like not what I you yeah, not. this is not a feel good so i want to show here. up I'm no no no, like, no. I'm, I'm actually kidding it's not what happened so but uh
2: sorry. all of a sudden, the classes i go to just like start being dead no no, I no honestly wait. i think you inspire everybody in
0: the room which is absolutely
2: incredible yeah, thank you so yeah. i wouldn't be able to do it without you guys yeah. so well, you, hopefully you know that
1: well, back to the I guess me asking the questions, right? Like, <laughs> we're getting sentimental. And I'm making jokes. Okay. This is yeah. bad. Uh, <laughs> good, all these reviews we make. Who's this asshole guy? No, <laughs> no uh, but I guess what was one of the, like, the biggest challenges? Whether it's phys- you said folding laundry is one of them. I guess mentally, it's got to be something like you go through some you know moments of self doubt, uh, sure. mental, <clears throat> you know, whether PTSD or whatever it is. I guess what's some challenges?
2: Yeah, I mean. Thankfully, I kind of had my mental health in check before the accident. I had been seeing a therapist for a long time before, um, and I still see her to this day, you know. And so that, thankfully, wasn't a huge challenge for me for something. For some reason, like, it just kind of clicked for me. I don't know if it's just my personality, my upbringing, my just demeanor. I don't know. I just tend to see the silver lining and things. And so that wasn't the biggest challenge. To be honest, the biggest challenge for me was when I got pregnant with my daughter. Um, up until that point, if I couldn't do a push-up, if I couldn't fold the laundry, if I couldn't do something, it only affected me. Yeah. And if I couldn't do it, well, I couldn't do it. And that's on me. But when you bring another human into this world that relies 100% on you and the care that you give it, that's like, oh my gosh! Like, how am I going to get a baby in a car seat? How am I going to change a diaper? How am I going to make sure it's fed and burped and like all of these things that moms have to do that their baby's relying on them to do? Like, can I do that? I don't know. And so that was probably the most terrifying and challenging part of this entire thing. Was yeah. The moment I got pregnant and like I realized I was pregnant. I'm like, you know, this is so very, like, exciting, and we're thrilled, but also I'm, like, terrified at the same time.
0: Being a mom with two arms is
2: terrifying (laughs) and
0: and hard that I can't imagine. Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah, (laughs) and ironically, you know, in the research that I did uh, leading up to having our daughter, a lot of baby gear and tools are actually... Directed towards one arm, one armed ability, but not for people like me because typically moms have like a baby on their hip, Okay. and yeah. so they're having to do the bottle, the you know pack and play, the things that moms do with one hand. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, this is amazing. I would have never re- realized this, and probably any other mom out there yeah. that looks like me wouldn't realize this. So one of the um, programs in the foundation is the Adaptive Mama or the Adaptive Daddy, whatever, Yes. Um, where we're going to support new moms and new dads with disabilities and limb difference um, to be able to care for their kids. Yeah. And here's all the things that I found that work worked for me. Um, yeah. In fact, one of she's not technically a recipient, but she was one of the first people that I helped. She has a very similar amputation to me. She very similar accident, age. She's pregnant, mm-hmm. um, and she's she's messaged me last week. What kind of travel system did you use? I was like, go girl! Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, this I is what this. I use. Yes. Like, granted, we have to like modify and kind of like MacGyver it a little bit, but it works. Um, and I'm like, I'm gonna send this to you. Yeah. So I literally just sent it to her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the car seat and the stroller. I'm like, this is from us. Thank you. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you for your support. So. Yeah, it's um, incredible. And I want to do that like tenfold. Yeah. Yeah. That's like. Mm -hmm. That's what is so important and so meaningful to me. So
1: yeah. And you clearly nailed it. Cause you were just like, I got this. Let's have another
2: kid. Got yeah, <laughs> exactly. Don't worry. Yeah, you know what? It's like, Up the ante like, a yeah, little this. bit. I got two. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You've got one arm. You got two kids. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you got
1: this. You got it. <laughs> oh man. Oh, but, uh, I guess what, what's a piece of advice you'd give someone maybe going through the same thing as you, obviously you mentioned you kind of just 17 days. You just, it's your personality and, I guess there's this like theory of you don't know how you respond to trauma, or like there's a, a building on fire. You hear people, are you one to run in? It's like you don't know until it happens. Right. Something happens to you, you're like silver lining. Some other people might not be going through that. Yeah. They might be the opposite. What would, piece of advice would you give them?
2: I would suggest um, you know one of the most critical pieces of going through something like this that is so life-changing and very sudden that you're not expecting, like you're on one path and then all of a sudden you're on a different path, um, is just take the time you need to grieve in it. Like whatever it was that you had and now what you have that's different, grieve your old life, grieve your old abilities, take the time you need and really sit in it to um, do whatever you need to like get your mind Right. Now, sometimes it doesn't happen for everybody. You know, some people that they're just like, this is my life now. And I'm, I'm I don't like it. Yeah. Right? But, mm-hmm. but that's few, right? M- majority of people, especially the younger they are, they've got this like zest for life. And, um, typically, you know, I'm generalizing, Yeah. but, um, I would say most important is to just do what you need to get your headspace and your mental health in a place that's going to set up the rest of your recovery for success. And take whatever amount of time that is. For me, it was short. It wasn't. I didn't yeah. need that much. I knew yeah. from I was in the hospital, and I decided, you know, I'm gonna make this my B. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. Can I curse? I don't know. Yeah, yeah you uh, can. I, do. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> I just called myself my podcast. Have you yeah.
1: heard the music being played up on?
2: Body? <laughs> You're right.
0: Exactly. <laughs> yeah, um, I,
1: I think, uh, make this my bitches. Yes. <laughs> the, so least, exactly. the
2: least, the least Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, little, it's like peachy, but yes. you can tell I'm a toddler. Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh, man. Um, but yeah, it. so I would say, you know, the, the mindset piece is the most critical piece up front. Like, and, and it takes a lot of mental effort, but not a lot of physical effort. Yeah.
0: yeah. When you, i want to add this in here too. Like when, this is probably why you created the foundation too. You are probably researching things and didn't really find a lot of things that seemed Gosh. like helpful for you or your age or the.
2: Yeah.
0: Just who you are. Is that kind of what started yeah. it?
2: Yeah. I looked and looked and looked for just somebody like me mm-hmm. a young girl, active, who lost their arm in a you know in a similar fashion cuz there's all types of amputations like yes you can have nothing left you can have some left you can have an elbow you can you know there's all yeah. these different types of amputations and i was only able to find one girl at the time yeah um that was even close to being you
0: mm-hmm. know
2: in the same situation as me and i reached out to her yeah and she was actually not very nice oh i know i'm like well that's oh, come the on crime. like yeah. i know i'm like this to create something that's the opposite of what just happened here yeah, right. <laughs> you know For so sure. yeah it was very hard to find that mm-hmm. but now that you know social is obviously more prominent and people are posting it and and our culture is kind of coming around to people with disabilities more you see you know target victoria's secret all these yeah. different uh, major brands branding more inclusively you see it more mm-hmm. and you're more exposed to it which is amazing and another goal of the foundation is like how do we help brands Um, Brand better inclusively so that when kids run up to me at the daycare and they're like, Hey, 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 what happened to your arm? It's not so crazy. Yeah, for sure. Inevitable, but absolutely. They see it more. They won't be as curious. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, uh, I want to continue on about the um, foundation. Um, You mentioned that obviously first step is raising money. All right. So you get to there, what are you going to, I guess, utilize that money? Is it just supporting these people? Is it putting on events? What, I guess, what is the goal?
2: Yeah, so we've got three programs, and and this is going to be ever-changing. This is kind of my starting point, Um, but I've got three programs that will support our recipients. The first one that I spoke about earlier was the Adaptive adaptive Independence. I don't think I actually even said that, but um, we've got the Adaptive Independence, which is geared towards helping people uh, with limb loss or disabilities be able to live as typical of a life as possible so the daily things right the getting in and out of the car or um you know even just like showering you yeah. know washing your hair when the, the, easy, the sh- hardest
0: thing for you was like putting your hair in a ponytail or that's yes. when you felt like very successful when you yes. finally were, like i put my hair in a yeah. ponytail by uh-huh.
2: myself yep 100 <laughs> yeah. percent. it's like small things like that um are really big for folks like me when they're trying to like Reestablish their independence. Um, so all the different ways, the tools, the technology, the kits, um, the Adaptive Mama kit is going to fall under the Adaptive Independence um, program. Um, there's the Adaptive you know, Cook kit that I'm creating where, like, how do you navigate the kitchen to still be able to cook for your family or cook for yourself? Um, and there's various ways that we're going to be supporting through the Adaptive Independence. But generally, it's how do you ki- t- keep your typical life? Um the second program is um the adaptive mindset. So pretty much what I just spoke about mm-hmm. is how do we help you get the resources that you need um, to really get your mind right and grieve what you need to, um, but also come out on the other side of it, um, setting your recovery up for success. And then finally is the adaptive um fitness program, because it was such a huge part of my recovery. Um, now, Not everybody needs to take advantage of the adaptive fitness program if they don't want to. But it was so like, instrumental to my recovery that um, you know, we'll be doing adaptive uh, modifications to various exercises. How do you exercise still in a normal able-bodied gym? How do we find you, um, you know, adaptive gyms? How do you find an adaptive and inclusive trainer? You know, so on and so forth. Um, Because it's so important to, whatever you have left, Mm -hmm. to strengthen that. Not only does it build your confidence and your capability and and everything else, it's like, how do I strengthen this arm that I still have to do the rest of my life with? Yeah. Yeah. You know, without injuring it. (laughs) And also
1: you want to be healthy and have, you don't want to just, if you you just let yourself go, yeah, Yeah. it's health problems too. So
2: you literally thought about, I feel
0: like every aspect of, what type of kits and programs that you can offer,
2: which is incredible. And the more that I come across, the more recipients I help. Um, I really think that those are really like three core components that like pretty much anything can fit into. Yeah, absolutely. So so that's, I know that's a long-winded answer, but (laughs) that's really how we're starting. Yeah, Yeah,
1: no, it's good. And so uh, from what I gather too is you were going online trying to find, and you just weren't getting answers. And you're like, there's other people like me. You know, whether it's an arm, a leg, a full arm, there's a lot of people like me. They just, there's nowhere they can go. Mm -hmm. And you're kind of being that resource. Just like you said, how did you travel? Like, how how did you bring a baby on a plane by yourself? Like, what what types of things did you buy? Just basically educating them, whether it's physical, like I call it the spirit, mind, and body. It's like our college logo. Just you're helping them each way, you know, whether it's physical, mental, emotional. So
2: 100%. Yeah, 100%. That's the goal for sure. Um, And not only will we help provide those resources in terms of, like, here's a full list of what you can use or what we recommend or what worked for me. And then there's going to be the other part of here's the full list, but, like, we're going to gift this to you because we can't. And yeah. this is why we exist. Is, yeah.
1: is there a number that you're looking? Is it 10,000, 100,000, a million? Obviously, the more, is there a number you set? Like if I can raise 50,000 by March, I can help 52 people. Is I, don't, there,
2: I don't have it quantified like that okay. um, yet because everybody's disability is different. Mm-hmm. And so the programs that we provide are going to be truly custom to that individual. And I don't know what that looks like yet. Yeah, for
0: sure.
2: I just know I need money. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. a trillion. And the more I get, a trillion dollars by
0: March yeah. is what you know we're going for. Right.
2: Exactly. And yeah. just a trillion. Just tr- yeah, no big we'll deal, right? A
1: trillion. I mean, you can never have too much money. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a firm believer.
2: And if I get a trillion dollars by March, <laughs> I will send you to the open. No. Yeah, yeah. 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 I'll, she'll also buy a ticket. Yeah. Like, yeah.
1: If I have a trillion dollars, I'll buy every, I will buy the entire sixteenth.
2: <laughs> yeah. And I'll we'll bring just everyone from body. Yes, <laughs> yeah, perfect. Can you imagine?
1: That oh, is incredible. Awesome.
0: So. Oh, I love it.
1: Um you get anything?
0: Not really. I mean, I just think I always love hearing your story and it's mostly because I love just how you were 17 days out and just like, no, I'm getting back into this and always just your overall positive outlook on life in your situation. I just think that's so empowering and amazing because people that have life a lot easier bitch a lot about a lot more things and maybe they need to stop that yeah <laughs> <laughs> no and, and i think
1: i i know i've seen you in the classes and i think there's always this i don't want to say stigma but like someone don't want to go up and ask you like, "Hey, what happened i'm curious like you don't know how they're mentally doing you yeah. don't want to like trigger something or, or what so when she brought said like hey we're gonna interview you bring on open to everything. I, I think it's good so people can hear your story yeah. that probably wanted to know. Yeah. They, but this they, they didn't know if they could go up to you and talk True. to you. And also they might be listening and be like, ah oh, fuck, if she's going to <laughs> if she's working out six <laughs> days a week, my lazy ass can do it. Yeah you know? absolutely Absolutely.
2: Yeah, but yeah,
0: I feel like you are open for people to like come up and you know I enjoy
2: I love talking about it because it really like I said in the beginning like this happened to me for a reason and if I can help somebody realize that they can do more with what they have that's why this happened this is why I got dealt these cards yeah and And I really enjoy talking to people yeah Yeah.
1: and let's be there's not too many people walking around just you know, without an arm or like, there's not, so sometimes I feel like they might not know where to go or they don't have someone they can talk to. And now, you know, you're here and if there's, they know someone like, Hey, go, go to this foundation, you know, go to this event or whatever. And they might be able to, and I think that was one of my goals when I told you I want to start the podcast was just, you know, if we could help you and, Tell your story and and get people to. Help. I, I'm sure have if you have, if you have an event, I'm sure Vadi people will volunteer to come help out. Yeah, yeah. You know? I'm
2: using Absolutely. my maternity leave to kind of get my ducks in a row, get reorganized, but start planning our first true fundraiser mm-hmm. for 2023
0: well we will be here to support yeah. and spread the word and anything that you need we got your back and i think yeah. all the body peeps will have your
2: back You always and, have and if
1: you say there's alcohol they will so oh yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> yep. mm-hmm. i've heard that's you know that's the
1: number one, one body requirement to yeah. be yeah. alcohol that's fine yeah. no problem yeah. oh
2: my goodness so, so great done. yeah so great well thank you so much for coming okay. yes. on thank you for having me i love the opportunity um, and I love what you guys are doing this is so needed and, and like really cool like Thank really you. really cool I think we just have a lot it.
0: of really great people at Body that are going to have great stories to share I mean maybe not quite as inspiring and as empowering as yours but um, there probably is some really cool yeah. stuff that we're going to uncover yeah. everybody my, has a full. story my yeah. next Everybody's my
1: next sure. interview is James and Ramsey that's
2: a boring <laughs> one to fall <find> <laughs> with <that I could. laughs> Snooze. Shots fired no. at James and Ramsey. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah I'm, so, sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I gonna, think
0: that was just going to be pretty much you just picking on James
2: and Ramsey.
1: Which <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're not even on them. You give them ricochet like, shots at them. <laughs> All right. Yes. they can't even defend um, I'm
2: themselves. I'm
1: sorry. Right now. I'm sorry, guys. They're no. going to be
2: like somebody's going to be like, "Did you hear the end of that last podcast?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because you should probably listen to yeah, it. James right? and Ramsey. Exactly.
1: <laughs> well, no, if they listen because if they didn't listen, we, they won't bring it up. That's I will true. know. So, we yeah. will
0: know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. We'll test that out. All
1: right. Well, thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, thank and, you. And, and make sure to subscribe, leave a review. Uh, every click helps.
2: It does. Thank you. Thank you.